And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. Fellows, what's up? Well, not a lot, Andrew. You know, just things are going on. Uh, but but <laughs> yeah, anything really mentioning any, on the yeah, podcast. Any world events you want to talk about up top? <laughs> anything going on in the oh, news? I don't think there's anything going on in the world that we would need to mention here. I think I need a hard stance on mm, something in the news. <laughs> I want to know if any of these uh, free guy actors maybe have said anything about the news lately. I don't think they have. Um Anyways, guys, let's talk about some movies we've seen. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Movies. Uh, Robert. What have you seen? Um, I'm trying to remember if the last time, I think the last time we chatted, I had seen Jackass Forever, mm-hmm. the fourth mm-hmm. Jackass movie. You done said but that. But had, had I also rewatched, or not, sorry, you're not rewatched, watched for the first time, uh, Jackass 2.5. You have, you had not. Okay. Um, so that was, and it was sort of my impression at first that it was sort of the second movie with additional edited scenes and sort of like a unrated director's cut. But it's very much like them en route to stunts, talking about the stunts, the behinds of scenes, scenes of things, including like fully cut bits, or like so. It's like Preston, a, it's like a new, like sort of. It, like it that is like on. a new, ostensibly a new movie, and them talking about like, hey, we did some like Wild Boys bits, and then we realized that like uh, they were not working out, and they weren't like right for the movie, and we just like cut most of them from it and just like abandon like the idea of doing any sort of, of that stuff for the, for the film. Um, so it was interesting to see. And now it's making me want to go back and watch or watch a uh, 3.5 because um, now that I know that's the format, I'm excited for the new movies version as well. Um, Cause it is interesting to see kind of what's on the cutting room floor and the newest one you see so much in the end credits that like, whole stunts where you're like, what even was that? That wasn't in the film at all. So I know that there's whole chunks of content that uh, they're they're basically sitting on. But I really enjoyed it. And I there are aspects. I, I like the new one because it's a little bit more... Uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard it's like weirdly say. sentimental. Because, yes. it's, you know, it's like it's been, you know, however long since the last 20 movie. years since yeah. the first movie. At, yeah, I think. So... Uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that that new one for that reason, and and even though like there's elements of the old ones that I don't enjoy, uh, it is nostalgic to go back and see them, and especially now realizing like, oh wow, I didn't know at the time that that's what these were. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. Johnny Knoxville's um, going to wrestle this year, by the way, at WrestleMania. Rest in peace, Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the man is a he is a uh, such a showman, mm-hmm. but. Um, I'm, I do. So, I'm sort of surprised he's just now wrestling, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I I, I just, 
and him cackling on the side is enough for me. I don't want him in danger anymore. That's what I was. I, that's my exact thing. Is that like him? Is going ha 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 ha. That's the the best. That's, he seems that's all like, I need. He seems like a delightful man in his like. He just seems like he would be like a nice person to like hang out with. And mm. I just don't want him to like be like you know 60 and just not there's, be able to remember anything because there's so many occasions yes there's so many occasions where we would have said like wow that was like a crazy final stunt of his yeah and um it would be nice if it was you know i would like someday to read that johnny knoxville died peacefully in his sleep at, yeah, right you know, <laughs> yeah 80 you know 95 or whatever right um so watch that uh plan on watching some of the other ones uh, the other one I watched is uh, I rewatched Barb and Star. Ooh, me so too. Just, you know, did you really? Mm-hmm. I was in a goofy mood and I wanted just uh that's just like what I'm going to point to if anyone's like, I just need like a weird, more recent comedy. And it's like, I wish there was a bigger field, but like, this is the one for me where I'm just like, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and there's songs and it's like strange and they just take some weird swings and it, and I, I really love it for that. So yeah. That was a really fun rewatch, and um, Jamie Dornan gets like two whole songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so so funny. He is a delightful um, weirdo in that movie. Yeah, really good stuff. So that's not a ton, but that's that's what I've seen of the of uh, movies recently. Max, what about you? I um, I watched a movie called Kimi. Uh, have you heard of oh, it? Oh, Steven Soderbergh. Kimi takes place in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. Um and I didn't I didn't love the movie overall, but it was cool to see some of the scenes take place. There's one that happens right by my old work, and like they go across an overpass that I went across every day. And they had so many extras on there. It was like more people than I'd ever seen cross that bridge except for during Hempfest. And so they must have been Hell filming yeah. during Hempfest. Yeah, dude. So, uh, but it was interesting to see. Some and they of couldn't shoot because of all the smoke, my man. <laughs> Doug. Um, it, yeah. Overall, though, the the movie isn't all that great. Oh bummer! Well, I was, yeah, I don't I, know. What to I, I want to check it out, but yeah, check it out. Seattleites, if you're interested in seeing Seattle, check it out. <laughs> As a movie itself, though. I mean, I am kind of a sucker. I that is just a natural appeal sometimes for me. So yeah. It is kind of weird though. They do the, that thing where like um, they they like get on a train and end up somewhere completely different than they would have ended up if they had actually gotten on that train. And just like certain places are way farther than they would be and certain places are closer. It just doesn't make sense if you actually know Seattle. And then um, most of the uh, movie takes place in an apartment mm-hmm. that isn't Seattle at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like in L.A., and uh, I didn't really necessarily notice that because it kind of looks. You can see like the vaguely... Netflix building outside of the window, yeah. and like <laughs> Jack it, Nicholson's um, right outside, just like going to the. Hey, I'm a couple, going a couple to the space Laker... needles out there. I'm going to the Laker game. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny that you mentioned a couple space needles, space needles out there because I think we can talk about that uh, later. Uh, but in this one, man, Andrew gave gave a weird look. I don't but, know what. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, in, in Kimmy though, um, in Kimmy, (laughs) I I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, in Kimmy, they, they like show us, uh, 
the scene at the end where they show the entire like apartment rather than just bits and pieces as they had before and it is huge and at that point i realized this is not seattle this is definitely well that's also such a like a funny like seattle observation to be like oh my god the rent on that would be incredible like exactly like she'd be under i don't know how she afforded it in la either i mean just because it's a, a movie studio i really think that movie studios don't think about that kind of stuff like they don't know like oh yeah this is just a a one block apartment essentially that's only one floor of the apartment that she owns by herself on this salary of like working for a tech company she's a a starving artist yeah yeah like i don't know if it occurs to them that no no people don't own city blocks and that's actually going to take people out of the movie that like simple fact is going to take them out of the movie because it did me um i also watched kingsman Another movie that starts with K followed by the letter I. Um, I heard I heard like not great things and it's on I think it's free on like HBO or something and I've been wanting to watch Hulu, it because it's I, on Hulu right now. There's things I like about all the the other movies and then there's things I like don't like about them. Mm-hmm. So I was like I had expect I had some some expectations. How what did you think? Yeah, I agree. I think it's the worst of the three. I think they've been going downhill, unfortunately. Uh, I liked the first one. Uh, I thought it had some good characterization. And the second one had, like, good actors in it hey, <laughs> that weren't doing If people huh? are curious about your review of Kingsman the Golden Circle, they can go back to episode, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> go back to episode, uh, 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 uh. uh. Um, And, Andrew, you'll just uh, drop in the clip of, episode, uh, Yeah, episode 73. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, keep yeah, going. Uh, this this one, I think it it's hurt by the fact that it takes place in the past, and so they're doing like a period piece and kind of like uh, that seemed exciting to me. I I kind of liked the idea that it was like the origin of this organization and it was like low tech and 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 Rasputin is the freaking bat. Reese Ifens is Rasputin. I was like, this is all hidden for me, and it's it's a bummer to me that it sounds like it's not good. I mean, it might hit more for you than it did for me. It has okay. some of the stuff that I liked about the other ones, but like it, it seems like it takes itself more seriously and it feels like it's trying to deliver a message and the message is like kind of macho BS and like elitist macho BS. And... I did have the the end credits uh, spoiled for me. That they have like a, um, by the way, episode 31. Um, wow. Reaching back. The That there's a like, Nick Fury asked, like, reveal and it's Hitler or something <laughs> at the end of the movie. It's like it's like the assemble the Avengers, but it's like Lenin is like, good to meet you, Adolf Hitler. Oh boy. <laughs> dun dun dun. Uh, and the Red Skull shoots him in the face, and <laughs> this is connected too. <laughs> it's also connected to Watchmen. Uh, you'll you'll understand when you see it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I also watched a movie called Austin Land, which was uh, a comedy where Felicity, oh man, who who plays Felicity? Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. That's right. Who is not related to Kurt Russell, despite the fact that they should be related. But um, is related to Carrie Grant by first name. <laughs> by first sounding name. Fact. So uh, Carrie Russell is into Jane Austen, uh, like really obsessed with Jane Austen, not really feeling her actual life and, and kind of wanting to experience Jane Austen. And she runs into this place called Austin Land where you can go and be immersed with actors who are playing the part of Jane Austen uh, characters or, or, or not specific characters, but kind of like 
trying to fit the vibe of that. Um, it has a, a lot of funny people. Jennifer Coolidge is in it as another uh, person who goes to Austin Land. Uh, Jane Seymour is the person who runs Austin Land, and, and Brett from Brie. Flight of the Concords is uh, in it too. And uh, it's pretty hilarious. The, it seems like a lot of it is ad libbed, and characters are like cracking up. All, like the actors just like can't hold it together sometimes they just keep rolling mm-hmm. uh it, it is weird sometimes when they have like big groups of people everyone's just talking over each other trying to deliver lines and they don't split them apart at all it's just like oh, it's mumblecore two, too <laughs> exactly three separate conversations going on i can understand how that it would work in some instances right if you're trying to get a big thing but it really just feels like they're setting up the scene. It doesn't have to be realistic like a mumblecore thing would be. They're not trying to be realistic in the rest of the thing. So I don't know why they did it there. But um, it's funny. It's very funny. A lot of good performances and just like weird, weird things going on in it. You know, what um, is, it's sort of like in that ve- same vein of like just a character, maybe like an actor, like maybe laughing, you know, just sort of spontaneously that I was thinking about for some reason when we watched Jack and Jill and there's a scene where, you know, Jack is sort of playing off of Jill, which, you know, they're both played by Adam Sandler, but there's something that Jill does. And it looks like Adam Sandler reacting off of his own joke is like laughing for real. Like he has like a very genuine, like, laugh that he gives him. that's so like, weird so like what yeah what happened in that scene was someone else like there saying this, the like line the stand-in like, maybe like yeah made him laugh or something but it was just like in in the vein of the movie it looks like adam sandler just really cracked himself up <laughs> <laughs> being dressed as a woman the clone <laughs> they made for the production and then killed at the end of it the the jill clone put it out of its misery uh, really actually, cracked, yeah. cracked him up yeah <laughs> I would recommend it though, if for nothing else other than Jennifer Coolidge is hilarious trying to put on a British accent. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> like really laying it on thick. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. It, actually of the four movies that I watched by far, that's the one that I would recommend mm-hmm. uh, Austin land. Uh, and that leads me to the next movie. I watched the French dispatch. <gasps> Ooh, what do you think? Well, <laughs> you like as said, much as Austin, Austin land. land is way better. Uh, I feel like uh, Wes Anderson has become too Wes Anderson for me. Mm. Uh, and I, I find it, found it very difficult to enjoy any part of this movie. I think there are like, there are actors in it who are doing good, but they're all kind of like following the things that Wes Anderson needs them to do. He, it kind of reminded me a lot of the issues that I have with his uh, animation stuff is that he has too much control over it and is doing too much to Mm. uh kind of guide it and so in this way like a lot of the scenes even the structures of the houses and the cities it's all set up by him it's not like a legitimate place that he went to film kind of set it up in after effects like piecing this part together so it's like even though it's it's live action people walking through a house or something that the house is built in a way that uh, no house actually is and that it um it's just kind of cobbled together through visual effects somehow. Uh, I just, I feel like at this point uh, he has too much control over it and he's trying too hard to be himself. He, he's kind of becoming a parody of it. Mm-hmm. And I might, I, the last few Wes Anderson movies I haven't been as impressed with. I love the Royal Tenenbaums and maybe it's just like he said, a high watermark there. And, and like, I want everything to be more like that. 
Uh, but I think I might hold off on more Wes Anderson Damn, until I hear that's otherwise. Too, that's too bad. I really liked the Grand Budapest Hotel a lot, and it sounds like maybe you didn't like it as much. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that one, and I I liked French Dispatch. I liked some of the stories better than the others, but um, I also know I just I don't know. I know he's going to sometimes lean so hard into it, and uh, I don't know. There's just some stuff I really enjoyed about it. I think the weakest one for me with this was the Timothy Chalamet story yeah but um yeah Yeah. (laughs) i like for me to pick the weakest (laughs) i thought also the um owen wilson was fairly i think a lot of them just had too much um too much dialogue that didn't move anything forward just like Mm -hmm. talking about you know mentioning different parts of the the city and how many people were living in it. And, you know, like none, it all just felt like Wes Anderson kind of like stroking whatever itch he has that I don't have any interest Mm -hmm. in. And so he's just kind of like talking to himself. It's, it's like when Quentin Tarantino gets going on his, Mm. his shit. Right. And you're just like, all right, let's wait 15 minutes for this scene to end. And then we can move on to something that I'm interested in. It does. It does feel like once a director kind of reaches a certain level of success of success, it's like, everybody must be so interested in whatever it is I'm interested in. And there's just nobody there to say like, I don't think this is as interesting to everyone else as you think it is. Yeah. Like it's, it was interesting at the levels that you were, when you were restrained, right. Mm -hmm. When you were saying like, Oh yeah. Like when you get into a conversation and you're talking about something you're into to somebody who's not into that thing that you're into, Mm -hmm. right. You're going to say like, these are the highlights. This is what is what i'm into about it i'm not going to go into like somebody saying hey i haven't like you know i haven't seen any of the star wars movies you know where should i start and which one should i get into is like well you really have to uh you know you really have to pay attention to anyone with a rhodian in it because the rhodians are from this planet right. and and they they drink this nectar that you really got to we like, should it, actually start is, in yeah really start with season four episode 13 of rebels and then go into, you're going to want to watch them in this order in order to get, that's like, just, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I know what you mean. Just be like, yeah. If you like, if you like bad guys versus good guys, watch it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so it just feels like kind of uh, Wes Anderson sniffing his own farts and getting off on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but there were, there were good performances. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're, and there are some interesting things and obviously Robert liked it. So um, like give it a shot if you're into Wes Anderson. Uh, but if you're not into Wes Anderson being too Wes Anderson, then you may wait for the next one. It, it is funny that like some movies like, yeah, Royal Tenenbaums. I've said like the least, I mean like the least Wes Anderson. I don't know if you guys disagree. Is like the Darjeeling limited feels like more like realistic, at least in retrospect to me, it feels a little bit more like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering it, but it just feels a little more like grounded. Where like this one is like even cinematically like Max. There's like the scenes where like it'll pan across a scene and everyone's like frozen in a fight, and there's like literally cotton on the screen as like you know puffs of smoke in their battle and stuff. Like it's very theatrical. It's very like it it is very like and like kind of leans into you know like the the it feels very like French almost and kind of like I don't know. It's uh, I, I but I. I guess if you go in knowing like it's about as turned up as the Wes Anderson-ness can be, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you'll understand. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can't really put my finger on what it is that, uh, that I, I think you're right though. Um, 
the Budapest Hotel, I feel like I did like it better than than some of his other more recent ones. Mm-hmm. I feel like it felt like he was kind of going back uh, to something a bit more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, for me. But yeah, this one's this one's <clears throat> into the deep end. It's kind of like I didn't really like Life Aquatic, and I feel like this is Life Aquatic, hmm. you know, times times a bit more. That's one I've only seen once and haven't revisited, and I know really a lot of people really love it, but I doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, I may, same. I and may, maybe like, I should go back and check it out. Yeah, I'm. I kind of th- I'm thinking about like maybe just rewatching a bunch of Wes Anderson movies because I'm I'm like. It's been a really long time since I've watched most of them. Like I think I've only seen like I really like um oh gosh. Is the it Moonrise? Moonrise Kingdom. That's funny because I, I think Jamie and I tried to watch it one time and it starts off and it's like it's like um who's the who's uh the the previous Hulk? Um oh, Edward, Norton. Edward Norton. Edward Norton like walking along and like everything is literally set up almost in a line. And I, it was like, I was like, this is too Wes Anderson. Like, I don't know if I can watch it. So it is very funny to me that like, then I go see this movie and I'm like, oh, I love it. It's so I'm Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, so I do need to, I, I haven't, I need to actually watch that one and then maybe re- revisit some like you said. Andrew. Yeah. But like, I've yeah, only, I, think I, need to... I've, I think I've only seen that movie twice. Like I saw it in theaters and then maybe once in theaters or since out of theaters. But like, I remember, remember really liking it. I just like, I think it's been, and I've only seen the Grand Budapest Hotel once. And so, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, it's now been probably more than a decade since I've seen the Royal Tenenbaums or um, Rushmore or Bottle Rocket, but. Yeah, I, Rushmore, I think, was the first movie I saw of his, and I I may have seen it twice, but I think I may have only seen it once in, yeah. in a long time ago. Uh, Bottle Rocket, I've seen more than once, and Royal, Royal Tenenbaums, I've seen numerous times. Mm-hmm. That one is a, a staple. Like, it's one of my favorite movies, I think. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, kind of disappointing this one, but mm-hmm. uh, you can't win them all. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Andrew? Have you seen any movies? Uh, not, I mean, like other than Barb and Star, as Robert mentioned earlier, I rewatched that. Um, yeah, I think it's a, in terms of like modern comedies, you can't go wrong with it. It is a, it is a true farce. Like it is not a comedy in the way that like the hangover is a comedy or, or like it just feels like so many comedies are like also kind of like dramedies or yeah. there's just like some like there is like there are like really silly stakes in this but it just feels like 95% of the movie doesn't feel like there's like imminent death for all the characters. well i'm <laughs> the actual like plan the overarching plan yeah. but you know what i mean though it just yeah. feels like even like like game night is one that i'm like that's a recent fun comedy but it is still like people running after them with guns it's and they, rooted it's in reality exactly in yes. which barb and star is not like it it yes. it's it's the sort of comedy that got made a ton in the like 90s and early 2000s it almost mm-hmm. it almost feels like an austin powers movie in certain ways it feels like scary movie-ish it feels like kind of like weird but yeah, like, like i'd say better than all of those like that archetype i think it is like one of the like one of the better versions of it but it, I, when I was watching, I was like, "This does it does feel like they haven't made this kind of movie since like the last Austin Powers," and maybe it's because like, like they, hot rod a little bit and stuff like that. Sure, but yeah. like maybe it's because McGruber. it got kind of over oversaturated, and now these comedies are a little more rare, and it got made by people who know how to make a good comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, saw Free Willy recently, which uh, had you you'd seen it before? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, takes place right up here in the PN dub, you know, represent. Um, 
very cool to see a guy who never changes his hat, but it's always a Seattle Supersonics hat. Even Hell though I, yeah. I think it takes place in Portland or somewhere in Oregon, but you think you'd have a Trailblazers hat on, but uh, <laughs> guess not. Um, yeah, a, a decent nostalgia watch, but that's it for me for movies. Fellows, let's talk about some do-do-do-do-do-do. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Robert, any TV? Um, I always try and separate my list. So I'm just like double checking. I don't think mm-hmm. I talked about like I was watching the Jack Reacher show just called Reacher. Mm-hmm. Finished it. Very enjoyable. Really liked it. Kind of tied it up nicely where I feel like as much as I like some of the characters, they would probably need to have Reacher go off and do some new case somewhere else. But um, I hope there's another season because I really like the actor and I, I thought it was a, a good show. Um, also watched, and I think this is on Prime, uh, The Legend of Vox Machina. You guys heard of this? Mm-mm. No. It's kind of cool. It's like It's like a team of heroes in like a fantasy world and they are kind of like tasked with fighting this this dragon but they're sort of out of their league they're all sort of fuck ups and it's kind of like the only thing i'm kind of like meh on is like it's sort of like a little edge lordy for me like the the like gnome in the group is like can like you know summon like a giant you know like fist out of energy and like punch people but like he's also like the horny dude who's like getting with all the women in the town and they're just kind of like elements of stuff where it's very feels like they're like taking advantage of being like we're like the adult fantasy cartoon show or whatever so other than that i thought i liked the first few episodes i watched so i might keep with it but um how's the kind of interesting i don't recall actually i I don't feel like oftentimes edgelord goes along with bad music selection Yeah, maybe so. I don't, I mean, nothing is, nothing truly stuck in my brain, so I couldn't tell you. Maybe it's, maybe it's all just sort of generic kind of instrumental, but I don't, I don't remember. Um, What else? Oh, and then I watched all of Peacemaker. Oh, Yeah, me too. Wow, you guys lapped me. I have not finished the show yet, but. Yeah, well, I won't say too much, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Hope it gets a second season. I think it is. I think they confirmed that. Um, then I wish the second season all the best. <laughs> um, no, it was really enjoyable. Very good performances from Cena and the supporting cast. Um, yeah, it goes into some crazy places and uh, definitely gives depth to a character who is very like, he did a good job in Suicide Squad, but like it obviously his character isn't, I mean, his character is very deplorable and annoying. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, as, as far as I have gone into the show, I like that there is like, he's really remorseful for what he did to Rick flag. Like it's like it, he thinks he's like a piece of shit for what he did. He, he, yeah. I mean, you'll, again, we won't get too much into it, but like, he kind of realizes like, he's just like, he has a change of character. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to do, keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, basically. Um, yeah. I would recommend people to folks to check that out. It's also like, what is it? Is it an eight episode? I think that's right. Yeah. So just like, I'm, I'm really fond of these, six to eight episode seasons just like it's nice and tight and it kind of feels i don't know once you get into like 10 12 territory you better really have a lot of good Mm -hmm. stuff in those filler apps because otherwise uh yeah i I think this is the perfect length for it too yeah how far in are you andrew um i would say probably five or six episodes in 
He's like five or six minutes in episode one. Yeah, I saw the <laughs> I saw the opening credits, and I think I'm uh, I think I'm great good. opening credits. Yeah, the opening credits are so fun. Yeah, I think uh, we should talk about it again when you're done. Okay. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to say too much about sure. it right now. Sure. Um, I other than Peacemaker, you're done, right? And right, uh, Robert. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, that was yeah. it. No problem. Uh, I also watched. I watched the Olympics. Did you guys watch any of the Olympics? I did not. Not really. Maybe they were like on at a on a bar TV or something. There was a figure skater named Brandon Fraser, and he what looked the... weirdly like a mix between John Krasinski and Channing Tatum. You can't Go picture on. it, but if you if you see him, hang on, just a, hold on, a quick, yeah, Google search, <laughs> Brandon Fraser. It's, I think it's spelled Frazier. Tell me he Z. was shooting mummies on the ice. <laughs> he was. That's not true, but you told me to tell you, and I do whatever I'm told. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the The other thing I saw that was pretty interesting, there was a, a snowboard cross where, like, four snowboarders go down uh, a track with a bunch of jumps and, and turns and twists and stuff like that, and, and they, like, eliminate two out of the four every time. Uh, and the, the first set of jumps is called the Wu-Tang because it, it kind of has like weird shapes like the Wu-Tang W if you were like trying to snowboard across the top of that. Um, You're saying it's something to fuck with. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, there was one snowboarder who ended up like jumping while another snowboarder kind of got in their, in their lane-ish and like the snowboarder landed on their back completely. They, I think everyone was all right there. There were some other pretty, pretty gnarly hits. Wow. And there was, what's worse, there was like a, a figure skater that was nearly, like nearly had a pile driver. She was being like picked up by her, uh, by the other figure skater. They were mm-hmm. doing like a pair skate, and he slipped and almost dropped her right on her head on the ice. Oh my goodness! But he Yikes. was able to kind of like holy slip shit. and turn it and and save it. But youch, there was also a ton of. I think most of the stuff I watched was figure skating, huh? There was a ton of uh, drama over this fifteen-year-old Russian. Oh, I did hear mm-hmm. about that. Skater. Okay, yeah, you heard about it. She uh, she landed some stuff that's never been landed before, like quad quad jumps back to back and all that. And then it turns out that she had been doping, like. And this information was known since December, but they like didn't bother bringing it up until now. And then <clears throat> they determined that it, she's so young that it couldn't have been her decision. So they didn't want to like cause any trauma by not letting her compete in the um, Olympics and that they just like went ahead and did it. Uh, and she had a really bad performance the second time. Probably would have been better if they just held her back. But um there were also two other Russians and one of them did a bunch of crazy tricks and got second place. And then like was screaming and crying and going ballistic after Whoa. the other Russian took first place from her. And she was like, I practiced, I did everything I could. And, and like, I didn't get the gold and like, I'm never going to do this sport again. Like if I did everything and I still didn't get it, then, then what else can I do? Mm-hmm. All that just going nuts. And then like, I didn't know any of this 
going in i just saw her do her performance and then the next time i saw her like she had all her makeup running and she was like staring at the at the figure skater who won first place like up on the podium and like quaking like like i thought is she super cold it's ice out there seemed like she was shivering but she was just like furious interesting to watch anyways later she did a (laughs) they did like an expo where they all just kind of like went and did a, a additional performance which seems so weird to me that you go to the olympics you compete and then you just do like a an additional performance that you had to have practiced at least a little bit mm-hmm. during your practice for the olympic stuff i feel like, i don't know it just feels complicated i feel like i wouldn't ask the, any olympic athlete to then put on an additional performance right. but those ones are pretty fun and they were like uh went a little bit more wild with them with the costumes and all that stuff. And that skater who was furious did a wonder woman performance. And then there was like another one with the uh, uh, genie in the lamp and, and some aerobics thing fun to watch. There were also two backflips uh, from the Canadian and American skater. And then they did a simultaneous backflip together at the end. And then there was a, a, a panda mascot for the whole Olympics that was skating out there. Mm-hmm. And, it, and they pushed him over like multiple times. And it seemed intentional at least one of those times. Uh, good stuff. Watch the Olympics. To- tons of fun. <laughs> uh, I also watched Ted Lasso. I've heard season two. This was season two. Mm-hmm. I heard that season two was worse than one. I thought it was pretty okay. I thought it was on par. I didn't think it was all that bad. There were some character decisions that i didn't necessarily think were uh completely believable but it's ted lasso so who who the hell cares sure um and a couple like frustrating guys and then yeah peacemaker was the other thing i watched cool andrew how about you uh i'm just re-watching wandavision after the doctor strange trailers i've been re-watching wandavision to kind of get ramped up for that Ooh, um i nice. am uh, they just uh it's it's at your favorite part of the show uh max where they introduce ray boner oh god uh, ralph ralph boner right? yeah um they haven't revealed that he's ralph boner yet he just, we just think that he's pietro but um god yeah. that was so exciting when it happened i know and i i i wonder if there's going to be a little bit more to that even with like i mean i don't think they'll bring him back for doctor strange but just like why she you know like what like just the the scope of her powers and stuff i i don't know i don't know i kind of think like in the sense of like she can manipulate manipulate reality to the point where it's like she brought over not over not even just her brother but like her brother from another franchise like kind of a thing is kind of Mm -hmm. funny even if it's obviously disappointing that that's not how they did it but i never i just never assumed that they would actually bring the x-men into the fold via a Disney plus exclusive show. I figured it, it would have to be something like a movie, which based on the trailer sounds like might be the case. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. So that's been, that's been fun to rewatch. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it for me for TV. Oh, I did watch, um, you kind of reminded me of this max. Cause you were talking about the, the skater who got like second place and kind of refused to like do it again. There's a famous, I watched the NBA dunk contest and all the all-star stuff last weekend. And there's a famous dunk contest from a few years ago with uh, a guy named Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. And they had like the the best all-time dunk contest in like history a couple years ago. And then Aaron Gordon came back, I think it was last year and did the dunk contest. And he got kind of fucked over because like one of the, 
because um, the Sasquatch jumped off a trampoline, kicked the ball away yeah, before yeah. he. Uh... Um, it was like there was a judge who was being a little cheeky and didn't give him the full perfect score, even though his dunk was incredible, because he was kind of pulling for a different guy. And so he got so pissed because he didn't get, he didn't win because he didn't end up getting the perfect score. And he, you know, whether or not he deserved to or not is, is up for interpretation, but he got so mad that he was just like, I'm not doing this fucking thing again. Like, (laughs) and so like he, and like the dunk contest this year was bad. And everybody's like, this is what we get because Dwayne Wade, who was the judge, decided to fuck over Aaron Gordon. And now, like, we have this incredible dunker in the league who just refuses to do the dunk contest because he got <laughs> fucked over. And he's just like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. This sucks. And so, like, we could have had this, like, incredible dunker all time, keep doing it. But he's just like, nope, you, f- you fucked me over too many times. I'm not doing this anymore. So, But at, yeah. least, you have, at least you have Dwayne Wade's friend in there that's right also not doing the dunk contest this year what yeah it was it all was, for nothing it was like yeah four guys who were all like good in-game dunkers who just like it it's too bad because like the dunk contest the the year that was really good when it was zach levine and aaron gordon both of them did like really creative dunks but they also were just like really good at doing like like making like simple dunks seem like holy shit i just saw something so incredible and the guys who were doing it this year were just like they were putting too much thought into like how can this be creative? Like how can I stand out? Like one guy tried to dunk in Timber and Timberlands, and like another guy, you know, like it and like they just whiffed a bunch of their dunks, and it was just like this is like it. You're thinking. See, this is why you it. need Levine and Gordon back to that era. I'm talking Adam Levine. Yeah, I'm talking Commissioner Gordon. I'm they do we Gordon need the Ramsey. class we I'm talking Gordon Ramsey. I'm talking Barbara, Ted Levine. Barbara Gordon from her chair is what I want to yeah. see in the dunk contest. This is I what mean, this is what interests me though. You said, okay, they put so much effort in. They were just thinking, how can I make this the most like interesting and unique? Set up a hoop on the moon. I'm gonna dunk there. Yeah, but then the example you gave was I'm gonna dunk in Timberlands. I'm gonna wear different shoes when I'm dunking. Well, like, That's what know, they came up with. Timberlands are like notoriously heavy shoes, but you know, it's just like that. But you're right. Like it's uh, just. But the, uh, like that's the thing is like people who are watching, like there's a subset of people who are like, you know, I bet it's pretty hard to dunk in Timberlands. The other subset of people are just like, so what? He changed his shoes, and also like it's not like he walked onto the court in them. He like changed his shoes, so you're watching for like a full like two minutes. Because Timberlands are also well, difficult to lace up. And... up. Yeah, he's like sitting there. He's like, up and uh, up and up. And just like, this is taking too fucking long, guys. Like, he's like, I've never tied it. shoes before. Fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck. And then he doesn't make the dunk. It's just like, oh, God. Like this. And it was just, it was too much of that stuff. So, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Bring Ted Levine back. Bring Ted Lasso back to the dunk contest, is what I'm saying. Um, All right, guys. That'll do it for TV shows. Let's talk about the movie we all watched this week. Streaming on HBO Max and Disney Plus, we watched Free Guy. Guy. Yeah, that's right. We watched Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds, and uh, I just forgot her name, but the actress from Killing Eve and Lil Ray Howery. And um, yeah, and Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi, and Stephen from Stranger Things. 
So, free guy. Before we get into any plot stuff, Jody Comer. Yeah, you said it. Sorry, just completely slipped my mind. Um, before we get into plot stuff, would you guys recommend people watch Free Guy on Disney Plus or HBO Max streaming right now? Hmm. I think the the masses might like it. I think I had <laughs> issue. I think the uh, oh he boozy. I, I think yeah. I think the swine might enjoy. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um. But no, I just I I, have, I probably have some more specific issues with it, but uh, not like the worst thing on earth or anything like that. But um, maybe a maybe a, a a mild recommendation for me. Max, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm about the same. Uh, you mentioned when we when we said we were going to do this, you kind of mentioned this is one of my pet peeves when you try and do video games when and you like don't nail it and mm-hmm. you don't really respect the game thing. Uh, in this case, I felt like I was thinking about you a lot during this movie, Max, because yeah. I was like, I wonder what Max thinks of this. So. Well, if you remember any of those things, ask me because I'm here to talk about it. No, right I'm now. not interested now. <laughs> uh, it's it. This movie doesn't miss the mark as much as I thought it would. Same. Like there are there are certain things that I think they did nail. Uh, not all of it. It's not not a hundo but uh, not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, for sure. There, there were clearly some people involved in this that did like video games and had played video games in the last uh, 10 years. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? What do you think? Uh, I'm also going to give it a mild recommendation. I, I enjoyed it. And I think like, to me, like Ryan Reynolds is one of those people, if he's in a comedy he's really it's really hard not to be charmed by him like he's just a very fun he's got you know just like a very fun energy and Jodie Comer is awesome she is such a like I was watching the movie with my wife and she's like where where is she from I've seen her before I'm like that's from she's from Killing Eve she's like she's the main actress in Killing Eve (laughs) she's like yeah she's like she's unrecognizable in this other character just because she's acting so different. Um, Well, she likes video games in this one. (laughs) (laughs) So like, uh, you know, like she's great in it, you know, like everybody's doing good. I guess like the one, the one performance that I wasn't as enamored with as I thought it was going to be was Taika Waititi weirdly. Like I just, you know, was, I wasn't as, I I didn't feel like he was bringing a lot. It was just like, we we can get it. It was just too stereotypical of for the of like what the role was in my I'm, opinion i'm the ceo and therefore like every decision i make is like money you know like it just was like it in the way that like people when they make video game movies as is your pet peeve max kind of simplify what it means to be like a video game i it, mm-hmm. like i was getting that from taika waititi's performance which is maybe not so much his performance but maybe how the character's written which is just like I'm I'm evil CEO. My only concern is making money. You know, like let's make free what whatever free city two and free city three and free city four and all these things. And it's just like uh, I'm not like there's no motivation to me for this character other than like I'm rich and I want to keep making money. And so like it to me is like it not that I needed like a ton of nuance from his character. But, like, some would have been nice. And instead, it's just, like, I took this idea. Also, like, indetermined how he took the idea from Jodie Comer and uh, Stephen yeah. from Stranger Things. It was just, like, he took it and then, like, hid it in a code in the game. And it's, just like, okay, so, like, there's no real, you know. Anyways, um, 
yeah, I think like overall it's a, it's a pretty watchable movie. There's a lot of funny parts to it. And I think like I got a few good chuckles out of the movie and, but it also suffers, I think from the same thing that, um, Space Jam, A New Legacy and Ready Player One all suffered from, which was like, it's, it's a movie that's, I think supposed to be kind of marketed to a certain niche audience and it's not doing a good job of catering to that audience. Mm -hmm. It's too broad and it's like too, like, I don't know, like it's, it's like, it's it's like trying to wink at nerds without like doing anything to wink at the nerds, I guess. Mm. And so it, it kind of suffers a little bit from that. But anyways, um, yeah, so we can get into some plot stuff. It is a movie that it takes place in a MMO uh, called Free City. And we meet Guy, who is Ryan Reynolds' character, who is a NPC in this game. Um but he starts to develop sentience by he meets Jodie Comer's avatar um, and he kind of becomes enamored with her. His best friend is a guy named Buddy who is a security guard, also an NPC. But once he comes in contact with Jodie Comer's character, he starts to develop like an AI. He becomes like sentient. And then like, yeah, he, so the adventure, he starts just like changing his routine also. Like, right. Yeah. And so then it starts to like awaken other characters in the game and then they figure out that like the people who are like operating the game figure out that there is like artificial intelligence is being formed within this game and it's the first, you know, recorded existence of a fully formed AI. And Taika Waititi as the CEO is trying to stop this from happening because he wants to make a new version of the game to make more money but they'd have to like crash the first game to create the second game. And so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's the basic gist of the movie. But um, I don't know where they're like favorite things that happen for you in the movie, like favorite set pieces or anything like that. Um, uh, you, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, the, the negatives that I was thinking of initially was, <laughs> uh, I love this. Anything you liked about it? Well, you know, uh, well, this is what I didn't. I, like I think I was it. just like off the heels of what he was saying initially. I was trying to get off my chest that, like, yeah, Taika is very like. I'm sure there are people like that, but he's so over the top, like rock star CEO that yeah. I was just, yeah, I, I agree they've, that they've it wasn't. They've also done that trope into the ground now. Yes, like, yeah. I just don't. It's like I can't ever picture this guy even being like. I guess there are people who are only like the money men in situations where like amazing apps and things are developed, but like, yeah, it was just kind of annoying. Um, I, and I've worked in the tech industry, so I think it's a little easier for me to believe like <laughs> shithead corporate assholes who have no idea what's going on and sure. just want to make money. Of uh, course. It, it doesn't seem like too, too much of a stretch for me, but every scene with him did remind me of grandma's boy in the way he was presenting himself. Have oh, you guys yeah. seen grandma's boy? Yeah, I just like kept thinking back to some of the weird characters in that office, um, as as what what he was doing, kind of like out of touch, dude. The other like my other kind of nitpick was sort of like they would cut to what the graphics of the game looked like, and it was like pretty close to like what the visual of the movie, mm-hmm. but like it was constantly changing cameras and angles in this way where i was like how does you how do you like play this game like i couldn't i couldn't figure out like the way it was all moving around and stuff it was very strange and there was just tons of like little things like 
oh, this um, this guy's rogue. We have to go into the game as characters to like physically kill him. And also like we don't automatically have, you know, like our admin powers set so we can just like fly up and just stop him. There's like actual physical chase and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. it's all for the sake of the movie. But it was just kind of like so funny that like even now they can't get some of that kind of basic stuff down mm. or 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 at least creatively right around it at least uh Same, yeah know. that was one of the things that was kind of getting under my skin where i was like uh yeah they're just doing this for the movie but and like it, it seems like this game basically operates like uh grand theft auto online would. yeah but, with like but and also kind of uh fortnite a little bit it felt like like building like stuff and kind of like i don't know it, it felt like stuff was like moving around and people were like i did okay i will here's a positive i did like that in most scenes you can see people just doing weird stuff in the background like yes. people just like jumping into the walls or just like posing and doing stuff that you would be idle or just waiting for something to happen and doing all that so i i kind of appreciated that mm-hmm. uh, there was especially one guy jumping around in the background that i noticed as being like this guy's hilarious this guy's good whoever whatever the vfx artist who put that guy in mm. actually plays games and, and was doing it right i also thought the the addition of the character who could like his arms were always up because he was always being held up in the bank and he just like did not know how to like function without his arms being up mm-hmm. in the air was a very funny little like character yeah, touch funny. but i i thought the idea that they had of npcs was a little bit um wasn't fleshed out it, it yeah. kind of reminded me of jumanji and the fact that oh this is the npc you talk to him again he's gonna say the same thing that's what npcs do it, it was uh, also like, weirdly like um uh the wreck it ralph sequel i, I oh, hated yeah. how immediate i didn't like how immediate it was like alex trebek and people were like this NPC is now being good in this video game. It's oh like, yeah, yeah. Come on, that was what are we that, doing here? I, I in the text chain when I sent the for two hundred dollars, who was a, I directly <laughs> wanted to talk about that because it's like, it's it would never happen. Like, the, no. so I mean, this, like this, there are there are very current things that I think make it up there, but it feels just like, I, I don't know why like that like versus like the Ghostbusters like being on Larry King and stuff doesn't feel the same to me, but it was just like it's a character in a video game. It's like, they still haven't tamped it down if they're worried about it. I guess at that time, Antoine was like, they're ma- he's making me money. He's going viral. But I it think, was just like so weird. I think the thing about it is like, because this, so the, the game, you know, Free City is clearly very based on Fortnite and they sort of accidentally landed it as a Grand Theft Auto an- analogy too. But like, this is very much like Fortnite is popular. Let's make a movie that's kind of about Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And... Fortnite has now been out for what, like six years or something. And it's never been a news story as much as like the news is constantly pumping out stories because the Mm. news is now a 24 hour cycle business. You would think if, if there was a story to be had or to be made from Fortnite, we would have seen it already and it doesn't happen. So the fact that like you're watching it and you're just like this does not happen like the fact that a a character is doing something different in the video game nobody fucking gives a shit like fortnite is like so huge in our culture and yet it never happens that somebody's like welcome to cnn breaking news uh it it, you know one guy in fortnite is doing something nice right yeah just like it they're going against the, the 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 nature of the game and they're being nice to people it doesn't happen so like the fact that like alex trebek was like and you know rest in peace to alex trebek it's, it's but you know kind of, fuck him for doing this that's role. right that's right um 
No, it's just, it was like, I liked seeing him, but it was also kind of sad to think like, that's the last time we're going to see Alex Trebek was. That's all I'm ever going to remember. Is this like cameo <laughs> of him being like a, you know, this like shill for this weird game in the, in the universe and be like for $200, this, you know, free city character is blah, blah. It's just like, this, this just doesn't happen. And so like, you're right. It was, it was very much like the, the Ralph breaks the internet thing where it's just like all of a sudden this like, video goes viral and all of a sudden everything in the world stops to talk about, Oh, this old game character. Like when, when your movie is showing, unless there's a meteor about to hit earth, <laughs> no one should be standing in times square watching like a video game character, like <laughs> right. doing good things and to earn experience. Right. Like, yeah. I, I follow specifically video game news quite a bit. And like, even I couldn't really think of an example where they were, Oh, people are doing, something good and that's fun like there there is one group in red dead redemption Mm -hmm. uh that gets together to just ride horses and like not harass people not shoot Uh anyone not lasso anyone they just want to ride horses around through the country that's pretty cute and it is cute and so i've seen we should go kill them (laughs) seen a couple of articles on that but yeah this free guy thing would not make it to video game news let alone like the outside world Mm mm-hmm yeah, some message board would be like, can you believe this motherfucker? And they're like, look, we're going to ice his ass. And like they were, someone would just like kill him immediately. It was also a little bit weird that they had so many cameos of like Instagram or like Twitch and that's what uh, I was curious. Like celebrities. I was curious about, and stuff. I was curious about um, that because I am not entrenched in that culture. If those were all like real guess, TikTok mm-hmm. and, and Twitch people. Or I assume if, they all were, uh, but I, I only recognized a couple of them. Pokemon oh. and... Uh, uh, ninja was were both yeah, I noticed there. ninja for a second. I was like, I was like, who of these people has been canceled so far <laughs> since the movie came out? Logan Paul's um, one of them, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> PewDiePie. He's he's he goes he a segment in the Suicide Forest. He's like, oh shit, I have to do that fucking free guy movie. Hey, here I am, blue shirt guy, go, dude. Um. So yeah, like I. There's a lot to, yeah, there's a lot to dislike about the movie, but like overall, you know, like we talked about it when we were kind of like summarizing our feelings about it. It is like a watchable movie. Yeah. And like there's, there are, there are like issues to be had, but like for me, you know, like I said in earlier, Ryan Reynolds is just so immensely watchable. And to me, he's just like, he's hard to not find charming. Like he's just like, he in like the 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 role that he's really good at, which he's kind of nailed down, which is like affable guy, who is just like you know he's a little maybe yeah a little his name's crude. guy yeah guy, <laughs> um, he's you know maybe a little crude Deadpool. Um, surprised we didn't see. I'm honestly surprised we did not see Deadpool in this movie. To be frank with you, um, you wait. They had a poster on the wall. Did they? Yeah, there was one of the the. Uh, one of the guys who speaks to him, uh, for, like he has an avatar. He's, I think, the guy who played oh. his, uh, Channing Tatum's avatar. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. He has a Deadpool poster in in the back of his room. He should have recognized it, and he'd been like, "Hey, wait a second. Yeah, pointing at it. Hey, yeah. who's that handsome guy? Um, can I mention the? No. There are there are some positives I wanted to mention too. I like near the end of the movie when. Antoine, which is Taika's character, mm-hmm. forces them to upload the unfinished dude NPC. 
and he is just like the weird super buff Ryan Reynolds that's like doesn't know how to form. I I like the idea. I didn't like that it was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. I thought like I was expecting like I guess I was expecting like maybe like a fun cameo and when it just turned mm. out to be Ryan Reynolds, it's sort of it's sort of reminded me of speaking of WandaVision when Paul Bettany was like, I get to work with an actor that I've always wanted to work with in this show. Mm. And then it turned out he was talking about himself as like a, mm-hmm. you know, bit of a cheeky little joke. Um, it sort of reminded me Bettany. of that where it's like, I wanted, I was expecting like, oh, this will be like a fun reveal. Like maybe it's gonna be like Dwayne Johnson or like somebody like that. Where it's just like, oh, that's kind of fun. Um, but instead it was just like, it's big Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Dwayne Johnson was busy doing the actual Fortnite. He, he did a voice in the movie. Like he's in the he's barely he's briefly in the movie Tony huh. Johnson. So, um, the other thing I was gonna say, and this is jumping way ahead at the end. Did, oh, go ahead, Max. Real quick, was Hugh Jackman in this? Yes. I didn't check. Yeah. Okay, okay, I thought I heard him. All right. Who were the? Where were where were they in the movie? They're like voices. They're like briefly in the movie. Like it, so, you, when Jodie Comer first meets up with a a guy in the alley to get some information about the video clip, he's wearing a mask. That's oh. Hugh Jackman. I don't know where The Rock was though. He's uh he's I think he's one of the bank tellers or something. Like he's he is a voice in it. I don't think huh. like you can physically see him. Weird. There was a Scorpion King running around in the background. <laughs> um I was going to go for it, Robert. Oh, I I was just going to say at what I liked at the end. There was kind of like thing I wasn't as keen on and then I like did like bored the end is it does turn out that the two game developers like had feelings for one another mm-hmm. and kind of get together. And I was like, ah, this is kind of cheesy. And I was kind of like, for some reason, hoping there was just like a strong friendship and not, not specifically that, but it was that, but they don't end on that, which I liked. Mm-hmm. They then have like a final scene with Ryan Reynolds in like the new kind of like paradise. And it's him like meeting up with like buddy again mm-hmm. and like them hugging and like, being like, we can do whatever we want. I was like, that is a much better way, in my opinion, to end it. I just liked their, I liked that at the end of it, it wasn't her like, you know, going for her digital boyfriend. It was like, there was real life love. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then like, they're the friends met back up. I also, I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the friendship between Guy and uh, Buddy, where like there's mm-hmm. a scene where Guy's having like an existential breakdown where he's like, what is this world? And like, you know, what are we doing? And I love that Lil Ray Howery's character of uh, Buddy was just like, I'm your friend, and my purpose right now is that I am your friend helping you go through a a hard time. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, like, as your friend, like, I love you. And I was just like, this is, like, honestly, like, a really, like, this is so rare in American, like, you know, entertainment culture where it's like two men are just like talking about their feelings and going through something. And that one of them is just like, I'm here to support you. It's not like, let's go fucking work out or like, you know, let's go get some beers. He's like, we're just talking through what you're going through and I love you. And I'm here for you to like support you. And I was just like, this is honestly like a very sweet and like, it shouldn't be so rare, but it's like a very rare scene in American cinema where it's just like two male characters are like, talking about their feelings and the other one's not like hey come on like toughen up bro or something he's just like hey you're going through a hard time and i love you and i i want you to feel better and like i want to help you through this and i was just like that was really honestly like sweet yeah i like that scene um the other uh, the, the scene that i did really laugh at and like got a genuine chuckle out of me was uh when 
hulked up Ryan Reynolds shows up and then regular Ryan Reynolds puts on the glasses and he kind of selects what item he wants and he selects Captain America's shield and because the entire world's watching this stream, they cut to a quick shot of Chris Evans at a like an internet cafe. He just goes, "Oh, what the f- what the hell?" Like I thought that was a pretty cute thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, Robert, you already touched on it, but I, I, I did want to mention the ending that you didn't like. That part was awful. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot about the scene after it, and I was like, "This movie ends in the absolute worst way that it could." <laughs> like the the. Her like him going like I loved you and then her realizing like oh yeah I guess he loved me the whole time and then they run to each other like that whole part yeah oh, I don't know it was end, just, I was just like oh what are you what are you doing are you actually it was just too cliche I just didn't I didn't dig it, it but I, I that's so why I liked bad. Ryan Reynolds as the cap it so. felt like it felt like a studio note like it felt like uh-huh. that it was not originally in the movie but then the studio's like there has to be a romance thing here it was gross yeah I think it was powerful <laughs> enough to have her be like i can't be with you and i'm just excited that you're like an ai and whatever and he's like hey i'm just the i'm not built to be with someone else i'm just built to be like this guy but now i can be here in paradise and i don't know i just it just seemed unnecessary to me yeah yeah and then the other thing that i want to wanted to mention because we brought it up earlier was the space needle did you guys was that not the space needle when taika waititi is looking out the his room yeah that was there's a needle there that's the space needle Uh uh-huh that was not filmed in seattle though they weren't the the other I think side the, their office would have been, been built Seattle, their right? office would have been built in like uh the shipping yard or something <laughs> like yeah like so it, it certainly wasn't filmed there from what i understand that's some part of vancouver or something that's canada the the, sure. the close side of the shore is canada and then seattle on the far shore well they bought a couple space needles recently so they have a few <laughs> a few a couple of them dotted yeah, with around that, with Installed that free city money there. they're able to buy mm-hmm. however many space needles they want that was kind of weird seeing seeing that Seattle show yeah. up where Seattle doesn't belong. Yeah. Um, it's also so the 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 ending of the movie is that uh, what Antoine is Taika Waititi's character yes. is like he's so obsessed with stopping Guy from finding the original code of the game that he's gonna like just destroy every server. Which I'm not entirely sure how servers work, but I don't think you can just one by one take an axe to servers and that's like as like codes of the game just like disappear one by one. Yeah, like slowly, like certain buildings are on one server and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. It it just like tumble, it crumbles into like a little digitally erases as you go. Uh, Uh, Yeah, so axe hit. He's yeah, he's trying to tear it down, and Jodie Comer comes in and she makes a deal. You can have the IP of Free City going forward, but just give me, you know, like the, like life itself or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. Just give me life itself. Yeah. <laughs> That's and all. So, of course, like he he takes the IP, the game crashes, and then he goes to jail for that. For the game being bad now, like he gets he gets arrested at the end of the movie, and it's like, is he being arrested because the game's bad? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. I didn't realize I didn't realize you could do that, but that's good to know going forward. Um, just yeah, a little, don't make a bad game. Hold them accountable. Warning. I see. Yeah, little warning for all those people out there thinking about making a game. Max, you, I'm looking at you. Uh, yeah. Don't make it bad because you could go to jail for it. That's that's why I just drag gas and don't do anything on it. I'm just worried <laughs> just that don't I'll release be it. sent to jail. <laughs> this, is a, this is a cautionary tale. Um, 
Yeah. Any any final thoughts on Free Guy before we go? Um, I do think like I, I see the appeal like for a general. I'm not trying to like diss anyone or talk down to like oh the plebeians of cinema or something like that. I think it like you said, it's very watchable. I think it's very fine. People mm-hmm. are gonna people will enjoy it, but it it was disappointing that I was I was hoping when I heard some positive reviews that it was like getting the video game part of things a little closer to home and you know not falling in some of the pitfalls that uh, other adaptations of things or interpretations of video games in films have done. And I don't feel like it, it quite got over some of those, but Ryan Reynolds is charming. Uh, uh, Jodie Comer is great in that. Uh, there's a yeah, good supporting cast. So I, I think it's again, my mild, my mild recommendation yeah. for it. Max, what about you? Yeah, I think it's, it can be confusing when somebody says like, this is one of the best, video game adjacent movies uh you think oh that's that's probably something that's decent but it's still you know it's faint praise <laughs> well, even if yeah. it's true it's faint praise yeah like that it's not great it's not a great movie it's watchable mm-hmm. so if you want to watch a movie that's not great go ahead and watch it uh but there's no need to yeah yeah i'll agree with that all right everybody that'll do it uh we will see you next time Bye. Bye. Bye.